Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Arathian Unofficial Spoiler Podcast. I am Van Sexel, and as always, here with me is... Slinchester Steve here again, people. Uh, welcome to the fourth episode of the show. Yeah, number four, man. Um, so I guess we can jump right into it. Regicide. That was a fun episode this week. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> We have Elijah walking into every trap imaginable. We have a big ass fight. We have. <laughs> uh, and we got to see a closing to Yondis and Ophios' story. Well, not not a closing to Ophios' story, but we got to see Ophios progress. And also, denial of revenge. <laughs> 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 yeah, this was the episode of Revenge. <laughs> and that Anna's denial. Yep. <laughs> um, so we started off with Yondas, where he was talking with his mother after eventually tricking and transforming the his former teacher into looking like him, so that the guards could take them away. Yeah, that was. I mean, his mom's obviously very intelligent, very sneaky. I'm, I'm wondering if she's part of the uh, that guild. I'm guessing that would have to be a yes, since it seems like she has a lot of connections. But she seems like she would be like. Part of that guild um, that Yannis ended up joining, or at least very familiar with its with its uses. So, mm-hmm. Very connected to that world, you know, yeah. Yeah, Yannis was very in denial about everything. <laughs> about everything. yeah, no, the whole why can't I just pretend to be the younger me? Like your younger you just left like um, a couple of hours ago. Uh, how does that? Exp- <laughs> That, that that asks a lot more questions than it answers, which yeah. you probably don't want at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, dude, why don't you understand? But I, I kind of get it. It's it's like his whole world was crashing down all at once around him, and it was he didn't have the time to process that. So I can understand why it was like, the hell do you mean I have to leave? Like, why? <laughs> so I, I, I get it. That, that was a fun part. I'm looking to see uh, if we get more of the Yandis only episodes. Well, he's probably going to be spending time there a lot more, seeing as it's hinted at that she never left Osto, so likely the crystal never left it either. Yeah, yeah. Unless you ha- unless she handed it off to someone else to deliver it, but that would be interesting. Well, he's got how... no choice but to explore Osto. Yeah, because he. He left when he was when he thought that she was in Vala, so she must have some. She must have handed it off to somebody to go hide it. She could have, or it could have still been in Osto with how they were talking about it the session. Before. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, Rena and Elijah end up meeting with Davoski, <laughs> the Mountain Man. I mean, I honestly thought that he would end up staying a little bit longer than he did, so I wrote down an entire description of the character. And then finding out that he's not, <laughs> I was like, oh. I still don't know uh, how that one's spelled. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I th- you spelled it completely differently in chat than I did. So, <laughs> I mean, it could have had the eye, it might not have had the eye, it might have had something completely else. After them joining up, we had uh, Reno having to babysit Davoski on the survival rolls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate, but this session was another low-rolling session. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I feel so bad 
for a messy sometimes, man. It's like RNGs is just like comes after him sometimes. <laughs> it's Tyler a lot too. <laughs> oh man. Like it's just bad. <laughs> it's like hey messy, make a save. That one. Like the expression on his on Delric's face is like, I can't I can't even <laughs> Yeah. I can't even process why <laughs> you would roll in that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it literally took him a couple of minutes to go, I need a moment to figure out what yeah. the hell I'm going to do with this one. <laughs> oh, man. And every, every chance he gave him to just try to escape, like even with the tripwire, it was just like, what do you roll? Oh, five. Well, I guess you have to get flung up in the sky. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> Stop rolling so bad, please. <laughs> uh, so somehow he managed to get his foot in a sinkhole with a, into a log full of termites mm-hmm. first. And then he hit the aforementioned tripwire and got flung upside down <laughs> into the air, hanging around with his arms and legs outstretched. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah. So after this was um, the 10-minute um, demonstration on humans can't jump six feet in the air, which, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was fun to watch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, something you really have to watch the show to properly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and all um, this yeah. thing about Derek not being able to jump. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I don't think I'm jumping much higher, but um, <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of funny when he's just sitting there complaining about it, though. <laughs> uh, also, there is an announcement to make. I forgot to um, even let Steve in on this announcement. Um, <clears throat> from here on out, it seems as though Rena has stripped Delric of his ability to make things canon this episode. So from now on, all things must go through Rena. Um, <laughs> If yeah, you, we'll see how that one works. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any any doubts on this, go back and check about an hour into the episode where she says this is not canon and it's just not canon anymore. So apparently Derek has lost his power and all things must go through Arena from now on. <laughs> Sorry, Kingmaker and Thronekeeper, you heard the rules. Hit <laughs> 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 hit <this>, folks. <laughs> Oh man, that was <laughs> that was good. Also, with the termite thing, there were some fun things in chat. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if we wanted to go into the lowbrow humor that came along in there, that I may have participated in, but it, um, <laughs> I never said I was very classy with humor. <laughs> I said I was very classy to begin with. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I read that in chat, dude. I, I laughed so hard that I had to make sure that I wrote down his exact phrasing in notes. Ah, the pullout method. <laughs> oh, well, man. It was a strength check, so what else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, uh, if you're not watching these episodes, you should definitely be in chat. <laughs> chat is just ridiculous. <laughs> I just think of what I put for dexterity. If they use dexterity, I'm just going, yeah, work that limb. <laughs> I mean, oh, <laughs> now I'm probably going to have to off, so off 
off show just go, hmm, what could I have put for the other tributes? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh, um, man. So, um, little highlight. Go ahead. Chat. <laughs> yeah, man. Chat is so good. I have a few chat notes in, in this, though. <laughs> Especially in uh, Thronekeeper. Thronekeeper was, was pretty good. Chat was chat was pretty good. It was on point. <laughs> and so, um, I guess you could say they found um, Kodan in the end. Though I think that's primarily after he found them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that um, was the perfect terrain for him to find them. Let's not skip a very important uh, member of Kingmaker's court being attacked and possibly killed today. Phaedral uh, has gone down. As far as we know, he's dead, everybody. Alas, poor Phaedral, we knew you not. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he was a devil, so I'm not too heartbroken, but he was fun. Mm. And he'll be missed... Probably not that much, but he was still fun. (laughs) Uh, Poor Scott with the frickin' rolling for (laughs) Kudan once he got what Phaedra was carrying. And I love love how it came up in the little chat thing on the show where it was like, gift from Nag, gift from Neil. (laughs) When he tried to roll with it. And he just couldn't roll very well and... Then there's a whole discussion as to whether or not the blessings of Frogo was a little too powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Discord, I think he was uh, coming up with, with a way to maybe nerf it slightly. From what I've seen, there's probably there's, two two different ways. Yeah, it's randomizing it or reducing the time, but reducing the time's a thing that he doesn't want to do, so it's probably going to randomize. Mm. And then also the whole whether or not it affects, like everyone gets to choose it individually or the whole party gets it sort of thing. Yeah. Essentially, it was coming to the point where I was like, okay, Every this time it might used. be close to a fortune's favor because it made the fight yeah. way too easy for a villain that's supposed to be a difficult fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Luck Dice, or the Aid of the Martyrs, or the Penance of the Arbiters, everything else, sure. I mean, we always. 60 to 90 this. feet a turn, dude. Yeah, 60 to 90 feet of turn where you're trying to track down someone and it's basically just. He's not here, not here, not here, not here, not here, not here. He's over here. And all that in one yeah. turn because they can move 90 feet. That's yep. uh, it's, it's ridiculous. With an enemy that's really good at stealth, that was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Elijah was definitely MVP on on putting Kudan in his place. I mean, of course, Rena did massive amounts of damage, but... Yeah. Well... That- yeah, that eye plants. <laughs> I mean, it was a nice turnaround from the luck from being strung up upside down and feathered and quilled with a couple of arrows. I really like the way he he uh, explained it. Also, um, he went into a lot of detail with the with the attack and how it was like it was kind of like an anime special move. <laughs> like I've been training for, to use this one special move, and then you got to see it. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Now Thronekeeper needs one, and then every show will have one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Raven getting the fortune favor for uh, fighting the sword boy, giving him his anime moment. Yeah. Now, yeah. Elijah's had his one in Regicide. Um, 
Stormkeeper. Um, I'm thinking that's going to be a, a Jozan fight. <laughs> look forward to it, yes. There's the anime moment right there. It's Oscar versus Jozan. <laughs> Top 10 greatest anime fights. <laughs> Maybe that could happen in the future. Top 10 anime horror fights. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just have Snaga do it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm leaving that part in, by the way. <laughs> I'm not taking that out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, after the, the fight, we see Reyna is very upset. You want to tell her what, what she's upset about, Steve? Well, I do think we should go as to how the fight actually ends first. That was a case okay. of... Okay, you're right. Uh, first, let's go back. Dvosky said, after hitting him for a lot of damage, like, ease your kill if you can. And then mm-hmm. uses pass without Trace and took a step back and that sort of thing to let Rena have a go. Mm-hmm. And Rena chose Intimidation. Trying him to talk. And that was a trap. That's a trap. <laughs> Yeah, it was a uh, yeah. Kudan kind of pulled her into a pit and had to go at Elijah, and that's the controversial blessing of Rogue. But where even with the Devil Axe, um, poor Kudan couldn't do anything. Yep. <laughs> and, and so he got a re-roll. yeah, and he got a reroll. It was a deserved reroll, to be fair, but he did get a reroll. Um, yeah. And then, after a ice bolt, fire bolt from Elijah, Dvosky is the one that eventually got the kill with Rena still stuck in the pit. Yep, Dvosky putting an arrow in his eye. So, Daniel Fortescue, anyone? Anyone knows that <laughs> reference? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Rena was very unhappy because um, after all the damage she did, after everything Kudan did killing two of her friends, um, she wasn't the one that got the kill. And poor Tavosky got an earful for it. <laughs> yeah. Robbed of but I think it's I think that's very um It was very much a fun in character sort of how that would have gone anyway. Sort of Yeah, moment. I forget what it's called. Poetic ju- it's very uh, much po- poetic justice. She was going there for the express purpose of killing him and ended up not getting <laughs> getting to kill him because like what Elijah was saying before a lot of time, revenge doesn't heal. It just like it's just there. So her not being able to get the final blow, being the one to kill him, is like you didn't need that, and you were just hurting. <laughs> we get In a way, Kadan wounded her a lot more than she was expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's poetic justice, but it's it's definitely it's not poetic justice. Literary. But it's yeah. yeah, it's it's something literary. I forget what it's called. <laughs> There's a lot of things. <laughs> There's a lot of terms in irony. It's it's definitely like definitely like a fun little tragic moment. I think I've explained yeah. that I'm a fan of like tra- like tragic things happening. It's just like it's not even just a thing. It's like beauty and tragedy is the sort of thing I go with, and that sort of mm, thing I, I really agree. I really enjoy in that sort of thing. And this was one of those really beautiful tragic moments where, after everything he did to her, she still didn't get a chance to. She didn't. She got a chance to beat on him, but she still didn't get the chance to properly avenge herself on him, which was yeah. That that's exactly uh, what it is. That's nice. Thank you, Steve. 
Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> um, I really like that kind of thing, like the the beauty and the tragedy uh, moments, because it's because there's the heroic moments where where someone has is finding the odds and that sort of thing, and that's harder to get in these shows with everything that gets dropped in mm-hmm. <laughs> their in their faith. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. <laughs> it's definitely your points. You do how you want it to do it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it really takes all the pressure out of the fights and that sort of thing, that the tension out of the fights and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when we have a moment like that, or like those moments are a lot harder to put away with redemptions, you know? Yep. Yeah, I I ended up feeling bad for her because she couldn't get that revenge. But I feel like I feel like in the end it'll be a good thing for her. Maybe we have to watch her character grow some more. So yeah, this is a good character growth moment. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, we see Ophios. We ended the session with Ophios. Yes, with um, Ophios eventually getting out, and like I said, <laughs> the last one where um. He turned into a snake, so he doesn't have any clothes anymore. Um, let's see how well I roll to, to be able to steal clothes. Okay, yeah, still clothes. Except everyone saw his ass and head. <laughs> for, for, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? For, for explaining things more, his, his naked ass and his snake head on the shoulders. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they meet, They might meet up with him next episode and save his ass, but right now he's in some deep shit because <laughs> he's Ophios and he kind of deserves it. <laughs> a little, a little. I do. I mean, <laughs> ever since that session zero, eh? like it was like <laughs> there's always going to be something between me and Ophios on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. No odd feelings or anything like that. It's just, yeah. <laughs> There's a connection hey, there. I'm like, I can't be on your side now. Yeah, we can't blame Mako for all the bad things. I did send in some luck die, and I think I tried. Uh, I ended up saving. Uh, it's just funny. I mean, people didn't do the punk on side for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, that's so. Can't really blame Marco for the things he does. <laughs> oh yeah, but I, I, I like Kudan. I like Kudan in the fact that he was such a good villain. He never had to say a word, and all he had he to do did. was like, <laughs> yeah, all he had to do was be there, and everybody was always like, like super edge, yeah. Uh, tense, yeah, super on edge, super tense. And you're like, shit, this guy. <laughs> he was such a good villain, man. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so Hood Gwen's going to be looking for snakes for now. That's going to be fun. Because <laughs> there's giant snakes and there's snake-headed people roaming around for some reason. Uh. <laughs> it's going to um, be fun in two campaigns. Yeah, so uh, you know how the snake people aren't supposed to be known about? How the hell does Hood Gwen know? Oh. <laughs> I, dare say, I dare say if Ophios ever runs into a group of his own kind again, and they hear about all the sightings, and they hear about all his travels. Um, yeah, which part do you think will take off first? <laughs> How many people has he told? 
let alone see him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he's definitely killed more Lopers than they have, so he's got that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I believe that's Regicide. I believe we're moving on to throw. Yeah, next. that is Regicide. It was a good session, mostly a fight, but the fight was intense and it was fun, yeah. especially with all the decisions. Yeah. Even even with the um, Blessing of Rogos, it was still pretty fun. Hmm. It just wasn't as tense. So It's a lot more of catching if you can sort of fight. Yeah. Nice. But throwing people. So, um, a gnome and a human soldier, a gnome arcanist and a human soldier, having to buy perfume. <laughs> now, just on that alone, how well do you think that was going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Crisola had any faith at all that that was going to work. <laughs> I mean, um, I dare say that's her forgiving nature coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and being tested again and again and again. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just cannot blame them at all because they're trying to shop for perfume for a woman they have no idea of anything about. Like she, they have no clue what she likes at all, and it was just like, "Hey, go buy this girl some perfume." Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then I'll I'll have to admit that I don't have most of the stores that everyone was comparing it to. So like, I think we have Target, um, but um, I don't think we have very many of them. So it's like. All these comparisons is to stores and that sort of thing. I'm just going to assume that they're bad. <laughs> you guys have a Walmart, right? No. No? No. I was going to say, Target's just a little bit fancier Walmart. <laughs> just, I don't have just, we, have, we have Warehouse, which is basically New Zealand, Australia. We have um, us. What else would have perfume? Because there's like specialized stores and that sort of thing more. But like, mm. there's the Warehouse, there's Kmart, there's. Um... Oh, you, you guys still have Kmart? Yeah, the Kmart the, the Kmart me is gone. But I guess Target is a. We do move a lot slower than a lot of other places, even though we're like the first one. <laughs> I guess Target. Then again, is I haven't a, been all over New Zealand, so I don't really know all our like. Okay. Like brand store things, like because most of them are usually specialized into like, like, like we have big like furniture ones or tech ones or that sort of thing, but we don't really have like the general ones. The general ones are more like a Kmart and warehouse here. So, Yeah, I don't even want to say Target is a fancier Kmart. It might be just like like very, very slightly above Kmart. But that's only because their prices are higher. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. <laughs> they just have higher prices. That's it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't blame Oscar and Laszlo because it was like, hey, go do this thing that's very feminine. And both of those guys are like, okay. Yes, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, guy whose head's always in the book or the guy who's always swinging weapon around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely wasn't their field of expertise, and fortunately, Chris Allen was rolling very well the entire session. Um, actually, this session we also see the very first introduction of a new system that'll be being added to Thronekeeper, which is their favor system. We've seen it once this session with Chris Allen. Uh, she went to the her local branch of Jewels and was talking to the Moissanite, and ended up getting to become Lady Isaac's date. And no, no, that's all she got from there. She also got, I think she said, they said 
they gave her two tickets. I don't think but, they did. I think that was yeah. I I because. I wrote down that she got two tickets also because she explained that she was going to have um, Laszlo and Oscar. They didn't end up using those ones. But they only ended up using the ones that Laszlo and Oscar bought. That Laszlo and Oscar bought. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they still have those tickets or did or if everybody in the session forgot. <laughs> well, they're kind of useless after the show, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still work in a cinema, so I kind of, I kind of understand that a bit. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, um, we jump over after Chris Ellen succeeded her roles because Doxy just rolled the nat twenty, so of course she got what she wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she rolled max like almost three times. I, I, it wasn't three times; it was almost three because she rolled a six, six, and a five. But I thought it was at first until I re-looked at it. But still, she was on fire. That's great face. <laughs> <laughs> so after we see Chris Ellen confirm the seats, we see Oscar and Laszlo attempting to get uh, tickets to get into the show. And um, they did it. <laughs> yeah. Having a buttload of gold around definitely helps, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just love at the end of the the whole ordeal. They're like, "Hey, you think Chris Ellen's gonna be happy that we did it? Yeah, Chris Ellen should be happy. Yeah, good job, us." <laughs> it's like they're always looking for her approval on these kind of things. It's just hilarious. <laughs> one is like hundreds of years older than her, and the other one's like, "Yeah, the other one is older than her." And like, "Hey, you think this uh this chick who's it's younger like, than us?" Three men who's who has position. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's so good. We also learned a little bit more about what they were calling Little Ascaria. Is that is Little Ascaria actually Hakatsia? Hakatsia, yeah, yeah, Hakatsia. Okay, okay. So that's just a nickname for it because they were calling it Little Ascaria before, and then he was Little Ascaria is the nickname for Hakatsia. Okay, but that yeah, yeah, yeah. So we learned a little bit about that, and apparently there. Um, is no real slums. It's just like high class and mid <laughs> middle class, and if you're not either. I guess you're not allowed in the city. <laughs> Probably would be. You just have to know where to look, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. It would be like the outskirts or underground, if I had to guess. We may see some of that next episode, which I'm kind of excited about, because we finally get to see a ball. We also had um. A fun little miscommunication between Oscar and Chriselle. Yeah. Go buy yourself a date. Well, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things didn't happen after that, which led to even more confusion and miscommunication. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to Regicide. Yay for the time, (laughs) BS. I love love those so much because when he started to explain... Oscar um, having the time glitch. I I honestly felt like everybody in chat had that collective gasp and like you know that excited pointing at the screen with the huge smile saying, "Ah, it's the thing! It's the thing! <laughs> it's happening!" <laughs> I love the time. I love this the time chaos so much, man. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I'm kind of chaos anyway, so uh... <laughs> that's always a little fun, little bit of like. Okay, so you weren't poisoned. 
and you weren't charmed. Yep. And your memory's not that bad. Yep. What the hell happened? <laughs> because so and so saw you, Chris Allen saw you, people at the theater saw you, the bartender saw you. Um it's so great. <laughs> how to compute. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, so we've had fun little theories in Discord with that one where it's like, maybe there's another Oscar running around. Yeah. There's one of them. Yeah. It's like, we don't know. Or but maybe they, they're merging so it into it. Like, didn't have, or maybe they're merging into another timeline, yeah. Because like they yeah. didn't have the memories, but it was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> Someone has to have the memories there. Which means in one of those timelines, there's a there's a poor girl waiting outside the theater waiting for Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah <no>, that's <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> she's sitting there, she's all dolled up. She's so excited that she's gonna go to the big boy theater, and then she gets stood up. <laughs> I mean, he was originally thinking he was being stood up, and that's like. Maybe if someone wants yeah. to make a villain, they could turn her into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't even think of that at first. But yeah, the timelines merging thing. <sighs> There's potential. Yeah, There's a like lot that. of potentials with this time BS. <laughs> we might have just figured it out. <laughs> we might have just figured it out, Steve. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the mole to come back as an empire sort of thing. And... <laughs> really messed up everyone's day, but um, that's just me. <laughs> hey, man. Um. Oh, 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 quick thing. Uh, Delric, you couldn't think of a name for the uh for the people playing. They could easily be be called the uh, Arathian Accord of the Stars from the House of Belkin, and um, you wouldn't know who Belkin is if you actually read my DMs that I sent to you because I spent a lot of time on those. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, full building, right? <laughs> there are a lot of names for them coming up in chat, and a lot of names for shows, like plays, and yes. in chat. Um, that was the best. Well, <laughs> I'd like to particularly highlight um, Scott's brother Will um, with his uh, kinky and kajinksy. Yes. Oh man, that was such a good one. Uh, what else was it? The Chosen and I. There's another one. Uh, no, there was another one. That, uh, it's, it's like, it's like, I can almost see it again, but I can't. So I, I can't say it. Like it was the um. There's another one. They were making a reference to Skyrim. The uh, lusty Slacona, Slaconian maid. I guess. Slaconian maid. Yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> is that one after the lusty Aganian maid sort of thing? <laughs> okay. Red. If you have the time, go back and, and just like rechat <laughs> during that entire like episode. That was so good. <laughs> I only need to carry over the chat, but unfortunately it can't. <laughs> they, oh. Unfortunately it gives everyone a time limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, uh, we see Chris Ellen. She goes in and picks up uh Lady Isaac um for her date. And they have a real good time at the um at the theater they're very uh it, she's very um she does have that that noble air about her but she's not arrogant like the other guys she's like 
and I guess maybe that's because she kind of had that that crush on Chris Ellen or whatever. But even when like, like uh, what's her name? Nadia, Lady Nadia. It was she. There was still that arrogance about her. So it was it was very interesting to see like a noble who was somewhat grounded and and like empathetic towards others' plights because we haven't seen that from these other dudes at all. <laughs> yeah. Even even towards their own family. What's his name? Uh Ishmael. Ishmael was just like, Yeah, that's my cousin, but I mean I I can't tell him from the other nine sellers I have that whose <laughs> shops I own. <laughs> oh yeah. So um there's a party with AC as guests. Yep. <laughs> so sorry Laszlo, you're not allowed anywhere near there. Yep. Or Oscar. Well, Oscar technically would be allowed to because it's still a Malta. I mean, he's he's allowed, but it's like, yeah, she explicitly said, don't bring Oscar or Laszlo, please. Mm. He's just got a lot more leeway than Laszlo does. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. There was uh, Chris Ellen actually falling in love with this lady that she took out for one date. <laughs> yeah, it was rather whirlwind, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but um, no, this she didn't make a good point of. Oh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't wait for that to play out. Um, I'm, I'm guessing something might happen to our illustrious lady, but I want to see that play out because I like Chris Ellen as a jewel. <laughs> so it's gonna suck if she starts to uh settle down but you know the heart wants what the heart wants so yeah it's just gonna be explained that to the queen it's going to be uh... <laughs> so me and your mother figure are kind of eloping bye <laughs> imagine how well that's gonna go down yeah i mean <laughs> i can kind of see we're like queen will be oh that's a nice you but wait, you're working for me. You're working for the country. <laughs> and oh. doing that. Yeah, you're, you're kind of you doing the super mission now. <laughs> we kind of can't afford for that to happen. And there's probably going to be other people in the court that are going to tell the same thing. Yeah. So, Chris Ellen, your love is going to have to wait if she doesn't die accidentally for whatever reason. Um, because, because chat can be a cruel mistress sometimes. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I'm not close to a curse yet, so it's safe from me for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Doesn't mean others aren't. <laughs> I feel so bad for Laszlo. Not only did he not get a date, but he also he didn't want one. he didn't want one. Right. He specifically went no I'm gonna go stay in the car in the car thing in the carriage thank you he also got called a child <laughs> by Chris well she didn't actually call him a child but she asked for for clothing for a child which she could have just said hey I need gnomes clothes which I was kind of like how come she just add, didn't ask for like clothes for a gnome like she specifically got child's clothes I mean. A little Ascara, that could have worked. But seeing as it's an Amalta, it probably wouldn't work for the rest of it. Yeah. Which is probably what she was thinking. 
Yeah, but it's it's like the, the world's not racist against like particular races. They're just they just hate certain factions, like all of Paradell and the Arcane Congress. You know, so I'm pretty sure there are other gnomes. It just might not be Arcane Congress gnomes. <laughs> well, there's the one who'd win, the Illusionist guy. For an example. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's what these connections they see, and all we still have yet to see. I just feel bad for Lazlo because I feel like he's the he's the group's little brother, and he's like, dude, I'm older than both of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we find out Lazlo um brings up a good point of wanting to know which Arcane Congress members are going to be there, um, going to this this party that is being thrown today and is it a good world. point though where it's like um the only way they got to find out is by sending someone that knows and the only people that would like i mean sure you can be introduced to oh this is so and so from the arcane congress but yeah. who's going to know anything about the background of those people in the arcane congress the only person that's going to have a chance that i reckon would be um lazlo lazlo what happens if lazlo goes yeah yeah i I only i I agree with him about wanting to know because it's kind of like okay so i just want to figure out who's gonna be there and you know maybe i can pull up some information on them and you know we can go about things in a different way but i agree i mean the only person who's gonna know anything is laszlo and if he goes, that's going to be so many problems. <laughs> it's going to cause... Even when there were problems. positions to be, like, watching out, watching out over, mm-hmm. over the place across the street, they made good points of, yeah, if you're hanging out the window looking, yep. everyone's going to know. Right, that was definitely a good point. And um, you have your magic um, observer things. You could find out where they were. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone else in the Arcane Congress probably would be able to too. Oh yeah, they're they're probably instant using detect magic at all points in the night. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's debatable, but yeah, they probably are. <laughs> <laughs> if they're anywhere nearly as paranoid as Laszlo is, they're using detect magic multiple times at night. <laughs> I guess that depends, doesn't it? It could be some more of those people like that Kingma keeps finding where they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> oh man. Um, lastly, we find out about another god, and this is interesting because when he started describing it, um, I'm 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 all for gods and lore. It's one of the reasons that I ended up loving a lot. Because because before Li, I didn't know that much about D and D, so I didn't know that much. I definitely didn't know anything about Faerun, but I really started to love love Faerun and that kind of stuff after uh, they did. I think it was like with with Rise, Rise demonic powers and and all. Like I I fell in love with the gods and devils and how much they interacted with the the world. And um, this god is very intriguing to me. Uh, he, there are three large portraits of the same man. Well, two of them are confirmed to be the same man, just different different expressions. And the third one is similar clothing with a mask. And 
Uh, one of the portraits is the man smiling. One of the portraits is the man uh, looking stoic. And the last one is just, of course, like I said, a mask. And this is Lord Rickard, the false. He's also known as the beggar, the king, and the one who knows the Mad Lord of Flies. That is the most intriguing title to me because I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even speculate what the hell that means. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I've just got my head going. Yeah, I know who's behind that one. I really know oh, who's you do? behind that one. Yep. And I'm just like, no, no, I'll let everyone else find out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm, I'm just saying it is. I'm just saying. <laughs> Have there been a lot of mention of masks in different oh. places? Yeah, there is. And that's the connector. <laughs> there is, though. Yeah. Anyway, um, Lord Rickards, if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm just going to continue explaining. Um, Lord Rickards' uh, religion is actually a small religion. Uh, people worship him quietly uh, because it's not a huge religion. And Katia is one of the biggest tenets of his faith because um, one of the biggest yeah. um, centers of his faith. Being a tenant of the faith is like a I mean, prescription. Yeah. Being a command. How's a town a command? And one of the biggest oh, Katia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English. I'm American and I speak it badly. Well, we had the long fucking discussion about my long fucking southern drawl as in the fucking Kiwi one. So I'm not exactly the best speaker of English either. But um, uh, now we just need a correct name. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, good. But um, the people of Hakastia believe that most people wear three masks. The mask you wear in public, the mask you wear in private, and the mask you wear while you are alone. So, And Chris Ellen is a, uh, was taught the teachings of this faith because a diamond must always know what mask she's wearing uh, but, and when she's wearing it. And who's wearing what? Yeah. Uh, so, did Chris Elm ever say her full name before? Yep. She did? Petition Zero. It was Felsbar? Yep. I don't know why. Petition Zero, and then also when they met the first time. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hmm. I, I just never remembered that name, dude. I, honestly. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, she has been disguising herself as someone else. Yeah, Luthera. In most of the places that we've been recently and um Luthera, but yeah i mean i remember that name <laughs> she hasn't really had to introduce herself formally or work related to anyone mm -hmm. for a while yeah I, I guess i stopped remembering feldspar because of her real name like we we found out what her real name was and i was like yeah that's her that's that's her real name <laughs> but yeah it, i just didn't remember it thing that was just unfortunate. It blurted out in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. But, you know, it's still cool when I it. I feel bad for the brothels, though. <laughs> the brothels in his, um, 
and Katsuya because <laughs> they're always being compared to the jewels. <laughs> so there's no way. I mean, I feel bad for either side of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like, yeah, you, you're um, not a jewel. We're not just. <laughs> We're not just people that work in brothels. Well, we're yeah. not discount jewels. So. It's like, um, yeah, you're right. I just, I just feel like people understand that about the jewels, and then you go to a brothel, and it's like, yeah, but you're not a jewel though, so I'm not paying you that much money. <laughs> I mean. It could be both fun and not fun at the same time to go after, go after a story about someone that's like better than Jewel in one of those, but um, I somehow don't think that's going to show on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Uh, Was there anything else with her and keep? Not really. I mean, we find out that uh, Lady Isaac is only, what, 35, 36? So she's only a few years older than think or selling but i feel like we found that out a little bit earlier not her exact age but we found out she was pretty close in age and then problem with the time you want me bs for that one's either yeah accelerated in two days or it went back in time yep. so either she's perpetually 35 or 36 or she's actually a year older than what she says yep i never thought about time going forward i was always under the impression that it might have gone backwards and i feel like Bella just like chuckling at us all because we're like oh time did that crazy little thing where it went backwards except it may not have gone backwards i think we had just jumped a full year in like less than a day um well um we decided definitely did that when they left the third yep. when they left the um, time temple so yep. it's one example of it and there's also the examples also from Regicide where there was um suppliers turning up there almost the day of the rip being sent out sort of yeah thing, and that's sort of yeah so i just feel like i was i was under the impression that time went backwards instead of you know just jump made such a huge leap forward so yeah yeah it's going every which direction don't worry <laughs> <laughs> which is why i love it man there's nothing it. you can do about it until rich side eventually goes back to the temple and pays for their mistakes yeah i mean i still think yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I still think uh, his dad has a, something to do with that. There's the potential. Um, Yondas' dad. And lastly, is Kingmaker. It was only uh, two hours, but it was still a really good two hours. And a PSA from Jake, it's not Crawl, it's Crawl, K-R-O-L. That's how you spell his name. R-O-L. If they saw everyone in the chat, they kept on calling him Crawl. That's because I thought that's exactly what he was saying. But it's good that you <laughs> that we bring this up because I missed that point. So kick yeah, on. it was like the chat directly afterwards, and um, there was also a bit in Discord way before this episode, like way before Crawl was introduced. Was like, I need a name. And one of the names in the list that I gave was Kroll. And then it's oh. clearly he's taken that from the middle of the list. Oh. <laughs> names like okay. Yeah, because I was wondering where he got the name from. But yeah. Yeah, you, you gave like a crap ton of names. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so, 
So everybody, I, stop spelling his name wrong in chat, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, you could keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's that's the name that I, that's the other name I came up with. It was like immediately put my mind into the gutter when I was making up those ones. Mad burst. <laughs> <laughs> No, if your mind's in the gutter too, I think you can guess where that one went. <laughs> I don't remember what happened in chat, but I'm pretty sure I wrote something. So we had a nice little bit with Kroll at the start of him and his hitchhiking buddy um, exploring uh, Valorant, the yep. cap coastal capital of Valorant. Uh, Raymond is asking Kroll what the keep was used for. And of course, he gets. Unfortunately, he was talking to Kroll at the time. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kroll, not, not his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and Kroll's like, it feels familiar. I don't know why. Um, Sorry, you can't be at the phone at the moment. Can I take a message? <laughs> <laughs> One of the fun parts, though, is uh, seeing Kroll and, and Kithel have their their fun little interaction. That was that was so good. <laughs> It was. It's also nice to know that, oh, Orid's been around for a while. Yeah. Huh. Orid being what kept up was as, as a race sort of thing. Like, I wonder if they were... Crazy. Now I'm wondering as to... Uh, cut out a little bit. Um, I wonder if they're credit or if they've always been around and that sort of thing. Because, like, <laughs> I ended up in that discussion, mm -hmm. I think, with Naga. Where it's like a... Because like, yeah. he, was, he was wondering, oh, I wonder what um, Kethel knows about um, this race and so like, well, it's already explained that his parents, when he was talking to Cadus, was um, were normal. They weren't Oriots. Mm -hmm. So, um, what is he supposed to know about his race if he's the only one he's encountered? Yeah, <laughs> like because he just like he wanted to know how they made this thing. How's Kithil supposed to know that? Because it's um, what do you remember about being conceived? Because <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure no one else knows that either. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his parents know, but I mean, they haven't told him anything. So, and if he's not going out and searching for it because he's content with his, you know, his life, I don't see a reason to do so. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> but that was fun. And though Kithel going, I think you need help. <laughs> we can take you to Hord Gwyn. Yeah, man. That was so they have experts there. <laughs> That was that was such a good moment. <laughs> and if Messi saw that episode, he'd know that he's not a golem because golems don't supple. That word supple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it he was described, yeah, he described their skin as being somewhat supple, even though it looks like it's made of rock. It's still kind of like skin. It's looks like it's made of rock and very hard to, to touch, but it yeah. still moves like skin does. Yep. So he's not a golem, everybody. <laughs> but um what was i gonna say uh oh oh, oh crawl uh the king mentioned to crawl that it was i'm guessing he was talking about the tree it wasn't he didn't go into too much detail but he was saying it was gone and from the description that he was um he was getting it's either the tree or the staff because those two are in the same place yeah yeah i'm i'm curious how much one he was talking about but he was saying it's gone now the way he said it I'm not sure if he was disappointed or if he was like happy that it was gone. I was definitely getting a sad tinge to that. 
so I don't know. Yeah, I was too, but it it was a curse, wasn't it? I don't think the tree itself was. I think using I think it was explained that using the item to make the curse was what happened with that. Was but it's whether or not the tree. Yeah. It's yeah. whether or not the tree itself was the curse, or whether it was twisted by the curse. I don't know. Yeah, there, there was there was definitely it definitely seemed like there was some sadness, but given his reaction to that other thing um, with the mole architecture being um, combined with the uh, architecture of what they were using now, there was some sadness there too. So I would, it was like maybe it was sadness, maybe it was like a little bit of relief, but I you know it was hard to tell from the way he was uh, talking to Paul at the time. Um, next, we see Ellen going to meet with Guinevere. Yeah. So, Mota's been making weapons of mass destruction behind everyone's back. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, before that, they were talking about the garnet um, that, Gwyn well, the garnet looking stone that Guinevere was cleaning and channeling, um, possibly channeling, channeling energy from the molts, um, far from the molts of that, and that the crystal may be able to take that energy and uh, put it elsewhere or use it as a conduit for something. And these stones may have been used to create the molts in the first place and all kinds of things. Like, there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, so which came first, the chicken or the egg, the moat yeah. or the crystal? Hmm. <laughs> of course, they don't want to try yeah, it because of the size of the fire elemental, but if she can get in her hands on that water elemental, it'll be interesting. I mean... Something from one of the patron games where um, we encountered crystals. Do you mess them wrong? They go boom. That's probably something they're looking to avoid too. Yeah, are something tells me Ellie would have been very well informed about that. Are these are are these the same things? Because we've seen that a little bit in Regicide also. They they probably they probably weren't the same crystals as the one she has though. Probably not exactly the same, but they're the similar sort of power crystal. Ah. Yeah, putting a healing spell into a crystal and putting it in water. What could go wrong? Almost going pop, for one thing. Oh, you mean those crystals? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> some of the crystals you can put magic into. Mm -hmm. So maybe they are drawing from the moats. Some of them already have magic in them as to whether or not they've already grabbed from the moat or not. Don't know. But there definitely have been examples of ones where they've put magic into them and they do things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we will probably discuss that further in our recap episode when we get to that point. I think that's... Mm. Is that still season two? That's, that's season two, right? Uh, which part particularly? For Kingmaker. <laughs> when, um, when the Chosen send the adventurers over to take care of the uh, the undead in that key. Yeah, I think that was... I think that was season two. Yeah, I think so. No, no, I don't think so. Because it's around about the time that it could have been right to the end of that or right to the start of season three. I thought it I thought it was season two because season three at the end of season three they It's either it's either the end of season two or the start of season three from my I'm thinking season yes. two, but I'm thinking it's a little bit further in. But we'll we'll get to there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um what else happened? Ah, yes. Um Amulta's weapons of mass destruction and uh that aren't very massive yet, but um, they have the potential. I mean, um, a disease which robs people of their magic that has affected humans so far. 
and humans are one of the most populous races in the planet. Yep. Or at least on the continent. Hmm. Um, it's a good thing they don't have a transmission vector for it yet, but um, that would be going somewhere very quickly mm-hmm. if that ever happened. Mm-hmm. That is a yeah, very who would have picked up the research for that? Maybe Lazo? What? No. Why would Lazo do that? <laughs> I mean, it's not like he had ten years doing nothing. <laughs> well, maybe he was researching, giving all his research to uh, to the king, and then was just like, "Yeah, I'm helping." Yay! <laughs> you know, Laszlo is sometimes naive to the things that he does, <laughs> or at least he plays yeah. that that part. I don't know. Oh, geez. And there was also, before that, there was the one with the uh, experimentation to make better ice mages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Guinevere and her father have bad relations with Elijah. I mean, if you're only watching Kingmaker, who could have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Ellen did really well helping her to bring that out and uh, not have it, you know. Well, it's it's weighing on her mind, but I think if Ellen plays uh, the part of psychiatrist some more, <laughs> it won't weigh on her as much. <laughs> That's potentially him. Or therapist, not psychiatrist. He's not administering medication to her. <laughs> he's not diagnosing it either <laughs> but he is uh he is giving her some some type of therapy maybe another kind in the future <laughs> yeah, so lunch at the end of that too so yeah there's definitely some sort of friendly relationship growing it's yeah maybe a little out of his own harem too yep <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, definitely what i meant by some other kind of therapy <laughs> um and then we were supposed to be introducing Kroll to Ellen, mm-hmm. but Jake had specifically made a request of Nag um, and uh, DM uh, more speeches, please. <laughs> um, how long did that work for you, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> because we had a nice long speech at the end, and you didn't really get a chance to. Oh man! Poor Jake. What did he say? He said uh... more speeches, please. Was the screenshot taken in Discord? No, it's like about the end of the episode. He said, uh, 40 minutes of uh, screen time in three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All we can say is that this session was self inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> but as to the substance of that um, little speech, uh, so Raven's actually told Ellen. The specifics about the devil deal mm-hmm. and ellen already knew half of it yep <laughs> which i thought was great it's great to just watch somebody explain themselves and you already know everything that's going on it's so good. well not everything but um most of it yeah yeah you're right, you're like, right. he didn't know he it, wasn't, know it wasn't the big shock that he was hoping for it was like oh, yeah, it makes sense <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah, that makes sense. Oh man, but um, yeah, it, that was that was definitely a good moment. Also, um, Raven believes that Fajal can also pick out the chosen, like the uh, the Deva did. 
which I'm kind of iffy about. I don't I don't know if he could actually do it. I think he had some inkling that that that's what it was because he's always following. I don't think Phaedra specifically, but I think due to the deal, Phaedra's boss will be able to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if he if he well does he you you think he might have a psychic link with him? I'm guessing that, that must be what it is, or some kind of way to to talk to him. I don't think it'd be psychic link like the spell, but it'd probably be some sort of psychic sense or something like that. Mm. Particular awareness to the going songs with that contract in specific. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm I'm I don't think Fajal knew that Ellen was a chosen to begin with. I think he. He probably found out because he's always sneaking around and he's like he said, he's always around. So he probably saw the thing that happened with uh, Jaden. He probably witnessed a few other things and picked up what the David was putting down when they first met because Bezos was not dumb. I mean, um, something tells me he would have had a very wide berth from that David. I mean, that's I mean true. considering considering as to how Raven was reacting to it, that's true. But I imagine that I imagine considering Raven's only got an arm. Let's let's include the head, arm, and legs as one part each, and the body as two. Considering the mass of it, yeah, I think that's a seventh of what Phaedra was going through. <laughs> well, that's if he was around. But I feel like he's always around anyway because he's a nosy, sneaky little bastard. <laughs> Um, well, either is or was, unfortunately. Mm, that's true. That's true. Tiniest violin. Last poor jokes. knew you, but your replacement probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't even think he's gonna get a. I don't think he's gonna get a, a replacement. That wasn't in the deal. Devils are seem like they're very good um, about that stuff. Yeah, but I do think we're specifically asked that he'd have a thrown it from it. This leads me to the whole argument of Neil reckons that he can't get a familiar because of the class, the archetype that he chose. Mm-hmm. There are other ways to get those sorts of features. Yeah. <laughs> As you're yeah. watching on Patreon, you can see with um, what yeah. um, Scott was suggesting for the characters. Yep. Pathfinder has a lot of feats. Even even Pathfinder. Well, getting something like that. Mm. I dare say the deal did actually give him a familiar, and if he lost that familiar, those are levels lost, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so not only has Regicide fucked up time, not only has he fucking messed around with a whole bunch of things for Kingmaker, oh. now they've potentially lost Neil some levels. Yeah. Hey, man, um, don't, don't, don't piss Anno off, apparently. <laughs> I look forward to the results. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see next episode. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, King Mick was a short episode this week. Yeah. <clears throat> Controversial statement in Gummy. So this week, while I was at work, I often listen to um, podcasts or whatever. And one of the podcasts I was listening to, they were talking about like running an evil campaign or running campaign with um, evil characters while not screwing up the party dynamic. Well, not dynamic, but not screwing over the party, having those those people be chaotic stupid. <laughs> and um, there was a point brought up that I understand this is this is Delric's world, 
and this is probably not how their um sees any of this but it, it was an interesting point and i while it was being um discussed i kind of saw a little bit of raven in that discussion and here's why so what they were discussing is players he was saying that players have their own mental alignment and then there's a cosmic alignment which the dm of course, because he's the god of the world, <laughs> basically. He does, he said he says what the cosmos believes that person is, and then he but he allows the players to believe whatever alignment they are, unless it's like a severe alignment change, and it affects their powers in some in some type of way. So then he'll be like, "Hey, that's not your alignment anymore. <laughs> you got to go and and do things to." to get back on onto the proper alignment. So one of the things he was saying is that players will often do evil things, which will make the player feel like that character is evil. However, there's, there's a way that the cosmos might not see you as evil, and that's only because of your reaction to those evil deeds. One of the points I brought up was, let's say that a, you have to kill this kid in order to save a town. If you kill if you kill the kid and you feel remorseful about it, it's like your alignment may not have changed to evil. If you honestly, if you don't give a fuck, then you're like, yeah, I'll kill the kid, whatever. <laughs> you just stab the kid in the heart and you don't give a shit. You're evil. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's like, you know, for neutral, he was saying something like, if you kill the kid, but then you try to justify it to yourself, like, hey, I killed the kid, but you know, it was only so that I could protect everybody else. And I may have some hard time sleeping, but I have to know that I did decent, a decent job at protecting everybody else. And then there's the, there was the one where he was saying that this might push you into the good. Well, of course, this is all his interpretation. It might push you into the good if you ended up killing the kid, but every night you're like having problems and we're like, you're like, damn, I can't believe I had to do that to save the entire town. You know, you're feeling super remorseful about it every time. Now, why, why do I say this is about Raven? Mm, from this episode and some prior episodes, we've seen Raven have some real regrets and a little bit more remorse about A, selling the souls, and B, he, um, he lets Valrin's death weigh heavily on him. He, he may not show it when he's talking but i feel like especially what we learned from this episode is that he was saying that not telling valrin about the devil deals and all that other stuff is part of the reason that val ended up killing himself um so i honestly believe yet yes he still feels very remorseful about val he still feels really remorseful about the souls and he um feels he's he said in this episode that he feels regret about killing the Hardwind Council. And I feel like Raren does things in order to... Okay, here's what I have. I think while he makes evil actions in the moment, the fact that his decisions bother him quite often show he's not personally evil. He does the things in service to those around him, hoping to make their lives better faster. And of course, this there are better ways to do these things. And for the most part, you should be taking your time, you know, progressing and 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 making people's lives better without doing such evil acts. You, you know, those that those kind of things are hindsight, which 
I think we're seeing Raven realize now, which I would say he's not, doesn't make him personally evil. I understand. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Come at me, chat. But actually, don't come at me. <laughs> and um, I want to make a messy joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go ahead and make it. If it's too bad, you know, maybe I might have to cut it out. But <laughs> you might as well just say it. <laughs> We'll see how it's. Oh, I think everyone's going to be able to get connotation for that one. It wasn't oh. about Missy the person, it was about Missy the. <laughs> yeah, I think you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but, um, yeah, but one more thing. I'll Ray continue because I'm going to be able to respond Ray, to that. Ray, Ray, I can't. I can't defend you about Kudan's soul, dude. I can't. I understand that you thought that you had to offer his soul up, but if you were feeling some type of remorse, you should. The first thing you do isn't offer another person's soul. Like you kind of killed my whole this, like <laughs> my, my whole point right there. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Well, it's more of an argument before mm-hmm. yeah, he was even the entire time because it's like he didn't really feel remorse for the Hordegrin people, we felt regret because he got caught. Yeah. And that's a big argument with, like, with, like, murder trials and that sort of thing, where it's, like, whether a person's actually remorseful or whether or not they regretted getting mm-hmm. caught. And for a long time, it was never remorse. It was always mm-hmm. regret. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what's Kudan's soul compared to the 10,000 that he's already sold? It's very easy for him to do that. That's... Those two things there are a very good indicators. I'm sure some will probably agree. <laughs> and, I think a uh, lot of people will agree, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's ultimately a very good sign that he definitely is more of an evil character. And then we've also got the first thing he did when encountered with the Birdman, where he yeah. said, yeah, yeah, I let someone go through someone else's mail. I only went through mm-hmm. someone else's mail once and... We know the reason why, because we watch Fred's side. Whereas, like, if I don't do this, I'm in trouble. I'm going mm-hmm. to be probably imprisoned or killed. And um, so um, Raven threatened to throw him off the roof or feed him to the giant eagle. Listen, I can fully I don't think... <laughs> I don't think that a neutral or a good person would go straight to that. Listen. From the thing. And then afterwards, they're setting Ravina on him to capture him and bring him back. <laughs> okay. I can stay there for a little bit if we want, but um, listen, listen I, I honestly, I've got no problem with him being an evil character. I, I enjoy him being an evil character, and that's the least fun. But there are a lot of things in there, like what you said, what you said with like how he feels remorse for what happened with Aaron and that sort of thing. Okay, that personally affected him. Of course, he's gone through remorse for that. Mm-hmm. I still do but think he, he felt remorse, remorse. He didn't show remorse for the Hood Gwen Council for doing it. He was pretty happy with it and leaving it under the rug until he got caught. Mm-hmm. So that's more regret that he got caught than he showed remorse. I, I still think he feels remorseful about the souls. I think at the time he didn't know about a, a better option and he he did it and he's still... It's definitely it. the best option that he could have done with what he had available to him. Yeah, but... You know what? It would, have you, taken, you it would have taken years trying to find out another way of doing it. I, I'm going to give it up because I completely forgot about Mr. Birdman. And um, yeah, 
that that poor that poor man. <laughs> he just he just wanted to start his own business in town, and he got chased out. <laughs> I completely forgot about that guy. Oh man! <laughs> Aaron threatened to kill him. Aaron threatened to imprison him. Aaron threatened to torture him. Oh, man. I mean, I've, I've clipped. I've, there's a clip in there somewhere of Scott explaining exactly how Raven came across to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I for some there's, reason I forgot about this. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot of argument that no, you know what? Yeah, at this point, I definitely can't. a more evil character. Than, I I can't. I it's, it's just there's, there's nothing wrong with him being an evil character because it it makes things so much more interesting in the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with him being an evil character. It's just, you know, I was trying to look at him personally and why he thinks that he's not like that and kind of justify it a little bit, which is what I was doing. But I when you showed me that little bit, I just immediately like, I'm going to have to be devil advocate for this one. So I was advocate in the whole scheme of things. But, I, you know. I completely forgot about the bird guy, dude. He's offering Kudan's soul, kicking people out because they won't do exactly what he said. Yeah, man. I can't. I, I mean, when, once you brought up the bird guy, I was like, oh, I, can, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> I mean, there's the whole argument as to whether or not you're actually showing remorse if you got caught for your actions, or if, well, as opposed to giving yourself up over the actions. I think if you gave yourself you... up over the actions, that shows the remorse. Whereas if you got caught having those actions, any remorse you show afterwards is sort of like, uh, oh, I'm doing this because I have to, rather than mm -hmm. because I wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he's a little bit more remorseful about it as he's grown as a character. But you're right; it, it may not just be remorse; it may just be. Hey, I feel bad because I got caught. But um, hey, you know, send us more stuff in in the Discord, everybody. I'm enjoying reading everybody's stuff, <laughs> causing causing chaos in, in Discord. <laughs> so in the seeds of chaos in Discord. Just <laughs> note that I didn't say and; I said in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But all right, everybody, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, a couple of shield things. We are on more platforms now. I know I said it in, uh, when I released the uh, recap episode, but, you know, if you have Spotify, CastBox. That's, yeah, the um, season recap thing. Yeah. yeah. Recap. If you guys have Spotify, CastBox, um, if you use Anchor, we're on those things. If we are on something that you use as a podcast normally, let me know so I can look into getting us on there. That way you can use a podcast um app that you like and not ones that you feel it obligated to listen to this podcast so um also uh we are going to be looking for a good time slot to release the recap stuff and at the moment we are releasing these spoiler podcasts on monday mornings well i try to make sure that they get out monday mornings um i mean but, i'm personally happy so long as they're out before king yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely when I'm going to try to release them by make sure I do it before Game Maker. At the, at the various minimum, the various minimum, as long as it's up before King Maker, we've done our job. <laughs> yeah. I like to try to get it done for Monday mornings. Um, also, nope. Okay, that's it, everybody. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you for all the support you guys have been showing. Uh, a lot of you have been saying you really like the podcast, and we're really happy that we can you know, have something that you guys can listen to on, on like, Doug's Days Off and... You know, also, thank you, Dark, for giving us permission to post in the, the FP announcement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 
thank you for that. I felt kind of weird about it, but <laughs> I admit I still kind of feel a little weird about it. But uh, yeah, I, I felt weird about it because it's like I mean, we're it's definitely a show. Yeah, it's definitely a show of faith, trust, and that sort of thing. We've we definitely appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. But um, and also still appreciate the stuff you've made so far. Yes, and looking forward to the stuff. Also, thanks all the cast members because without you guys, this the shows just aren't as fun. <laughs> and thank you, Delrick, for you know that DMing. It's it's always fun and uh, to be in chat and you know watching and all that. I know you got a lot of stress on you, but you know you make everybody else's weeks great. So thank you for that. Okay, have a good one, everyone. Have a good week.